You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football, and you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the football dudes. Dave, are you ready, bro? With all due respect, Casey, yes, emphatically, I am ready. All right, the next stop is the Trend Zone. It is Monday, July 2nd, coming to you from beautiful Los Angeles, California. It's a, a nice 74 degrees, a nice breeze in the air. Be hitting the swimming pool a little bit later. But for right now, Dave, we're talking football, specifically the AFC North. We're taking you through each division. We're hitting the North right now, Dave. And let's go ahead and start in the cellar with these Cleveland Browns, man. Fourth place last year, 7-10. Kevin Stefanski, it's a mixed bag, if you will. But um, this is going to be the second but first full year of the Deshaun Watson era in Cleveland. Yeah, and good continuity on the coaching staff there with uh, Stefanski as the head coach, Van Pell, that offensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, uh, their defensive coordinator, along with Jim Schwartz uh, as well. But yeah, you're right. This is this is really a lot. A lot of the the things that we're looking forward to this season with this Browns team is can Deshaun Watson deliver on what that contract would 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 suggest he's worth. You know, this is the second year with his base salary around a million bucks. And so that means when you have a five year, two hundred thirty million dollar contract, <laughs> that means a crap load of that money has been kind of pushed to future uh, caps. In fact, his salary for the next three years is forty six million with a cap number of sixty four for the next three years after this one. So they try they're trying to get things in place right now, Casey, to turn this team into a competitive football team. And at seven and ten, it's you know they they don't have a lot to go to get there. Mm-hmm. And there are some place uh, some pieces in place there, but Dave, because of the Deshaun Watson deal, they didn't have any first round draft picks this year or last year. But what did they do in in this year's draft? Yeah, so they they got in some guys that you know not the household name Cedric Tillman. Uh, as, a, as a wide receiver, they looked to provide some depth there. They addressed these positions elsewhere as well. But the defensive line, they also addressed. This was a team that struggled significantly on the defensive side of the football. So they bring in uh, two defensive linemen, Siaki Ika or Ika and Isaiah McGuire, uh, Isaiah McGuire there um, in this in this year's draft to try and bring in some you know some fresh bodies on that defensive line and shore up what was one of the weak spots of the squad. Yeah, that was uh, they weren't a good uh, run defense at all. And then you go back, like I mentioned, no uh, first round draft pick in 22 either. But they did manage to get in some good pieces there. Oh, oh yeah. So no question. You know, uh, I mean, in the in the draft again, guys that are lesser known, but cornerback uh, Martin Emerson and and defensive end Alex Wright, uh, and also they they went for a kicker case, and it looked like Cade York. Uh, has panned out at, at kicker as well for these guys. Yeah, and a little bit of a bummer for Cowboy fan. Yeah. They traded a fifth-round draft pick for Amari Cooper, who cemented himself as the uh, number one right receiver in that offense and really picked up some good chemistry with Watson late. Yeah, that seems like an absolute steal at this point in time for a fifth-rounder for Amari Cooper. Uh, no question about that, Casey. But, you know, that they weren't really done – addressing the receiver position. Uh, in fact, I think they really did 
a pretty nice makeover of that receiving group uh, in this offseason, adding uh, through trade. And it was a really economical trade here for Elijah Moore, uh, getting him from the Jets. He had sort of underachieved and um, fell out of favor there, but he's still uh, got a lot of talent. Also signing Marquise Goodwin and bringing in tight end Jordan Atkins uh, to really do uh, a lot to sort of reshape that that receiving group. And then they still retain David Joku and Joku at, at tight end. You mentioned, obviously, the number one is Cooper, but Donovan Peoples-Jones in the mix there. So now they've got some real good pieces there for Deshaun Watson uh, to take that step to be back to be the guy that he was. Yeah, dude, and they actually plugged in some nice players on the defensive side of the ball, too. Yeah, I mean, what jumps at you right away? Again, they they did some good offseason maneuverings. They get they get Zadarius Smith in there, uh, and also uh, so, so edge rusher. So they that's another way of helping out, uh, getting after the quarterback, but also stopping the run and the safety. Rodney McLeod, linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. Um, and Sione uh, Taki Taki. There's a lot of more, uh, you know, some talent that's infused on that defensive side uh, of the football. Like you said, uh, we talked about the the struggles stopping the run has got to be a, a a big theme of how how, how this defense is going to go forward. They just got to get above average or around average at stopping the run, uh, and that'll help them significantly on both sides of the football. Yeah, and that's an area of concern in that AFC North because those teams like to run the football. All right, Dave, let's go ahead and move one up to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They finished in third place at 9-8. and eight. Mike Tomlin, baby's never had a losing season. <laughs> I know. It looked like last year we were going to get that losing season. And then when you look at the st- down the stretch, um, they just kept putting putting together wins. They it wasn't the best competition down there in this down the stretch for this Steelers team. But, but hey, you play the team in front of you, and mm-hmm. they end up at, at nine and eight, knocking on the playoffs. All you know, all there, they were just pushing, pushing. Uh, couldn't quite get it there, but no losing season for for Tom and and uh, yeah, uh, obviously they they want to get back to the playoffs. They haven't had a playoff victory since sixteen, uh, and a lot's gonna do. Uh, in that in that scenario, with the development, obviously of of Pickett in his second year, but he he showed some signs last year, Casey. Yeah, totally. They started with Troops. They thought he might be the stopgap. They had had such stability there with Big Ben for so long, and then towards the end of last year, Kenny Pickett really started getting it going. And part of that was the the combination he had George Pickens. Man, this guy slid into the second round last year yeah. and turned out to be a phenomenal player so much that they let uh, chase Claypool go. Yeah. And, and ultimately they got back a second rounder for chase Claypool. So that kind of in a draft, in a draft that had a crap load of receivers in it seemed like a pretty nice return <laughs> on a guy that they were really kind of showing the door anyways, you know, yeah. so uh, nice move by the Steelers. Uh, no question there. And, yeah, and George Pickens was obviously uh, an awesome, had an awesome rookie season. So uh, they're looking for that to continue on this year. So uh, hopefully, some of the dudes they picked up in the draft, uh, as well as the off season, is going to be a part of that. Yeah, dude, and it's looking like uh, the twenty-two uh, draft from last season. They really got some good players in there, including the legacy. Yeah, right. So starting off with they they uh, traded, I believe they traded back and and still ended up getting offensive tackle in Broderick Jones. It was a uh, a really nice 
you know, quality piece there uh, for the offensive line. But you're right. In second round, Casey, it was Joey Porter Jr., man. And they they had the first pick there, I believe, in the second round. Uh, and a lot of suitors trying to get up there and see uh, if they could make a trade with the Steelers. And I think the Steelers just said, hey, we don't want to lose out on getting a cornerback of this quality that really slid down the board really a, a certainly a fringe first round uh candidate there and obviously the 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 name didn't hurt at all either so you know you bring him in that's uh that's like you said the legacy pick that that works out really really well let's see if he can uh make his you know statement early here as a stealer yeah then i uh, got the defensive lineman keanu benton but dave in the round three they got the tight end the big tight end out of georgia darnell washington who was, you know, people were talking about him in the first round, maybe a little bit of uh, injury concern there, but the one thing yeah. this guy can do is block, and he's gigantic, bro. Yeah, he was the biggest tight end, <laughs> I believe, in the entire draft. And, yeah, uh, he is the block-first tight end that can, that if you fall asleep on, on him, he can sneak out there and get a pass, too. So, yeah, looking to uh, bolster up that offensive line by adding an, an enormous tight end who specializes in blocking. And then uh, free agent wise, they added Patrick Peterson a little long in the tooth, but the uh, the game wisdom that this guy brings is off the charts. And then on the other side of the ball, Allen Robinson, man, was great in Chicago for all those years without any quarterbacks, really didn't find a great fit with the Rams last year. But, dude, I yeah. think this is going to be a solid pickup for these Steelers. Yeah, I mean, the Rams are still paying like the majority of his contract. So it's only a three million dollar cap hit for uh, the Steelers this year. And the, it was like a swap of late round draft picks to get it done. I mean, this is a, uh, buy low with a high reward, you know, possibility yeah. on return. So, I mean, gosh, you know, uh, if Allen Robinson can get anywhere near what he was when the Rams signed him to a three year, $45 million contract about a year ago, you know, so now he's playing, uh, for the Steelers for 3 million. So hello, that's a great bargain. If he can do anything. Yeah, and you mix Deontay Johnson in with that uh, receiving trio. It's looking pretty sweet. And they, you know, as weird as it sounds for the Steelers, they got to get back to being able to run the ball. That's something that's kind of eluded them the last couple of years. Yeah, and that is why uh, what they really address the offensive line. And, and a lot about this season is going to be how, uh, how well did they address it. Obviously, we talked about offensive tackle Broderick Jones, uh, the early draft pick there, but also uh, bringing in Isaac Semalo, Semalu, and uh, Nate Herbig uh, as well. To they're basically going to plug in as starters on this offense right away. They're looking to initially, right off the bat, improve that offensive line that improves the running game, gives Pickett more time back there, and everything starts to click. Steelers, baby, they don't rebuild, they reload. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is it for the Steelers. That let me remind the people, Casey, the Trend Zone, the show you are listening to now, is available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, now on Amazon Music, anywhere where you get your podcast. Go ahead and subscribe now. All right, Dave. Up next is the Baltimore Ravens. They finished ten and seven in second place. They lost that heartbreaker to the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs. Looked like they were Ooh. going over the goal line for the go-ahead <laughs> touchdown. Instead, it was 99 yards the other way. They got the L there. Um, John Harbaugh, he's back once again. And um, they had to get Lamar Jackson in there, uh, give him a bunch of money. 
they did that this offseason. So it looks like the Ravens will be able to move forward. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the continuity stays there. It's great to get uh, Lamar un or just to get him gruntled, I guess would we say. Gruntled up, baby. Yeah, after to the tune of two hundred and sixty million bucks over five Ooh. years. It wasn't the guaranteed deal he was holding out for. And I'm not sure in the big picture whether or not uh he made or lost money with his uh you know, hanging on to that uh, you know, that goal for so long rather than just signing up for a big money deal. But it, it, that's all in the rear view mirror now, Casey. And now they're looking forward. And there's a lot of excitement coming to this squad with the new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. He was at Georgia after helping the Bulldogs win back to back national titles. And he's going to come in here and they're installing a different offense. It's I still think it's going to utilize the fact that Lamar can run the football like he, you know, one of the best running quarterbacks that we've ever seen. But I think they're really looking to expand uh, in the passing game as well. Yeah. And once again, the Ravens solid drafts every single year. And it looks like that's going to be um, this year's draft, too. Brown. Zay Flowers. I mean, many thought he was the top receiver uh, in this year's uh, draft. So a nice new weapon, really a great speedy guy, good catch after run after the catch guy as well. And they bring in a couple of line, uh, defensive players, linebacker Trenton Simpson and edge rusher Tavius Robinson uh, to try and bolster that defensive side of the, uh, of the football field. Yeah. And in the 22 draft, uh, Kyle Hamilton, the safety, your domer there. Uh, and then the center, yeah. Tyler Linderbaum, two early contributors last year that look to take that next step and are going to be, you know, big time stars in this league. Absolutely. I mean, no question. Kyle Hamilton is the type of guy that thrives uh, in in, you know, the Baltimore style where they where they feature awesome safety play. And Tyler Linderbaum, you know, that was an, uh, an excellent pick. You just pick him and he's your your starting center for who knows what. 10, 10 years yeah. solid. So had a great, great rookie campaign. Uh, that that was a, a no-brainer. Uh, again, it seems like they just wait around and wait around and a great player falls to the Ravens. Yeah. You know? their, yeah. their patience really pays, back, pays off. And they love to trade back and gather picks in the fourth round in particular. That didn't happen so much this year. But in the last couple of years, they really thrive in those middle rounds. But Dave, I'm not sure just picking Zay Flowers in the first round at receiver was enough to get <laughs> Lamar gruntled. Yeah. I think a lot of the, the uh, getting Lamar uh, thrilled about this season had to do with bringing in Odell Beckham jr. Oh yeah. Um, and they brought in Nelson Aguilar too, but let's talk Odell Beckham. It was a contract. I think that when Odell Beckham looked at it, he couldn't get the pen in his hand fast <laughs> enough as it was a $15 million deal with a, uh, uh, possibility to eke up to 18 million wow. with incentives there uh i think that's substantially more than any other team would pay him but this is it does qualify as a team that is on the play in, in the playoff picture in the super bowl picture so from that respect odell you got to give him credit he got the money and he's on a team that that has a chance to to continue to develop and you add you know when you talk about these receivers um you add them to bateman who had a pretty good um you know, start to his career. And then Mark Andrews, who's one of, if not the best tight ends in football, really, he's just the go-to guy. Uh, you know, you, you know, it's going to him and he's still, still completed, you know? So there, there's a pretty nice assortment of weapons around here uh, for Lamar to work with. And like we mentioned, dude, at the top, 
they were a Tyler Huntley fumble away from beating those Bengals in the playoffs last year. Oh, yeah. And, oh, you yeah. know, Lamar just couldn't stay healthy last season. And, um, you know, they're still working some things out at running back. J.K. Dobbins came back late but wasn't the running back we saw the year before. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. So if they can sort that out, it does look like they have the weapons at receiver here. Healthy Lamar, uh, pretty solid defense. They're going to be right in the mix, as always. Yeah, defense third in points allowed last year. So I think, you know, uh, there's no question that they should be at, at or near that, that level, too. That's awesome defense. All right, Dave, let's go ahead and move it to the NFC, AFC, excuse me, AFC North champions, Cincinnati Bengals. They finished 12 and four last year. Mentioned they beat those Ravens 24-17 in the first round of the playoffs, and they went up there and curb stomped the Bills 27 to 10. Dude, I think Joe Mixon is still running, and then fell just short um, at Kansas City 23 to 20. But uh, you know, people wanted to run Zach Taylor out of town after his first season, but he seems to be doing a pretty good job to me. Yeah, he's still got a sub 500 overall record as a coach but if you look at his postseason record it's something like four and two or five and two or whatever uh and obviously he's been in the championship game in the super bowl uh so two years in a row in the championship game so you got to give zach taylor credit uh brian callahan at oc and uh a lot goes to uh lou anarumo uh, the defensive coordinator for dialing up some really good stuff defensively it just seems like the pieces are you know the the whole is better than pieces you know totally dude you would yeah, you'd be surprised at the the great play you would get out of those Bengals defensively. But Dave, this yeah. team is all about Joey B. He's got an extension coming up. Is he going to wait till your guy Herbert signs first, or does he want to <laughs> sign first to get all that money? It's hard to wait when you know you're getting fifty mil a year. Yeah, and I think both guys should be uh, rushing to make sure they get it done before camp starts, so it's not hovering over them. Uh, Burrow says he knows exactly what he wants. And so whatever that means, uh, that should that should help, you know, solidify it. Obviously, the Bengals haven't been known for doling out enormous contracts, historically speaking, but they have done a good job and they still have fifteen point four million dollars in cap space available right now. Uh, You assume that that could be, you know, some planning essentially to say, okay, we're going to we're going to going to be giving up a gigantic contract here so and we're not going to lump it all towards the back end we'll we'll eat some of it in this first year too and dave it looks like um this team year in year out has to replace a whole unit you know like defensive (laughs) secondary is all gone get new ones in there offensive lines all gone get a new one in there but they really hit the defense uh with this year's draft yeah they lost jesse bates von bell and eli apple uh, you know, in in free agency there, but the draft pick that and it really is a is a guy that could have gone in the top ten. Miles Murphy, the edge rusher, Miles uh, Murphy really yeah, falls down the board. He gives him a legitimate uh, um, edge presence there and pass rush there. And also they grab uh, in order to sort of mitigate those losses. Uh, cornerback DJ Turner, the second, as well as safety Jordan Battle. So picking up guys. Um, through the draft to uh, replace dudes that left. Uh, They obviously couldn't afford uh, all of those defensive players to retain them. And then in the offseason, they did add a couple of other dudes on the defensive side as well to to sort of restock the coverage there. Yeah, that's coming off uh, the the previous year's draft where they got safety Daxton Hill 
and cornerback Cam Taylor Britt. But Dave, we mentioned they're rebuilding the defense. They've also tried to rebuild that offensive line, doing a pretty good job, it looks like. Yeah, no question about it, dude. I mean, uh, it was last year where they really did a ton of great work with getting in there Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, and Ted Karras. That really, really shored up what was a pretty leaky line, obviously, the year before, even though the, the Bengals had a great season. I mean, the amount of sacks that Burrow was taking was just unacceptable, basically. And he still has that bum knee from, from you know, a couple of years back. So you had to protect him. And then in this offseason, they grab Orlando Brown Jr. Um, so, yeah, so that suddenly gives them a lot of depth at the offensive line and some pieces to move around. In fact, they had a left tackle. He's moving to right tackle now. So um, they've really done a lot in order to try and shore up that line over the last two seasons. Yeah, dude. And um, they did lose Hayden Hurst, the tight end, and they did lose Samaj P. Ryan, the running back. But they brought in um, the tight end, Irv Smith Jr., uh, was in Alabama, was on the Vikings, hasn't really been able to stay healthy, but this guy can be a dynamic playmaker. And when you have the receiving trio that you have with these Bengals, oh, this guy could be yeah. in for a huge season. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, when you look at it, I don't know who's going to stay, who's going to go in the big picture. T. Higgins, uh, you mentioned the receiving group here. They had Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins' number is coming up pretty soon. He's going to need a huge payday. And <laughs> then right one year later, Jamar Chase, that dude Ugh. is going to break the bank when it comes to uh, wide receiver paychecks. And the wide receiver numbers are ridiculous these days. So it'll be interesting to see how they can manipulate all these, knowing that they have to uh, pay the quarterback. Obviously, Burroughs maybe the second best quarterback to Mahomes or whatever you want to say. He's certainly in the top uh, handful of quarterbacks in this league. So they have done a great job of uh, accumulating talent here. Uh, they just need to win the Super Bowl, you know? Oh, baby. Let's see if they can get back. It is going to be an <laughs> awesome season, and that is an epic, uh, tight division, man. So yes. who knows what's going to happen? We know that we are going to love it. Oh, so many ways you can check out the football dudes, the trends on the podcast you're listening to right now, available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we're now on Amazon Music. Come find us. Yeah, I like that. Totally, folks. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. Make sure you tag us on all social media platforms. Thanks, folks. Appreciate that. And go ahead and hang out at footballdudes.com. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. We'll be back with more divisional previews coming up shortly. Remember, we're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Dave, I'm Casey. We are out of here.